Jojo Siwa came out last week. For us elder geeks, what in the hell is a Jojo Siwa? Because, see, I assumed that Jojo Siwa is Babu Frick's apprentice in Star Wars Episode Ten: The Rise of Frick. Um, <laughs> Lydia, what in the hell is a Jojo Siwa? I mean, it sounds like some sort of subspecies of seal to me, but I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Matt, what in the hell is a Jojo Siwa? Uh, is it the newest TikTok dance that I've never seen or don't know? <laughs> Actually, it might be. <laughs> Tabitha, you might be looking it up. What is a Jojo Siwa? I am not looking it up because I already knew what a Jojo Siwa was because one time I was in Five Below and this little girl got really excited in front of me in line because there were this line of hair bows and she was talking to her mom about how they were Jojo Siwa bows and her mom turned around and looked at me and goes, I bleep and hate Jojo Siwa. (laughs) (laughs) And our guest who's going to help us kind of explain our first segment, uh, Hootie, I'm throwing you, I'm I'm throwing you at the wolves here, but what do you think a Jojo Siwa is? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea at all. And you know that your daughter never finds out what sh- what this is. God, I'm glad she's only four now. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though. Uh, I do want to point out, like, because I guess she has gotten a bit of hate uh, oh, yeah. over this whole thing, and that's not what this is. This is just simple fun, you know, like, props to her and everybody <laughs> who is threatening her and everything needs to not do that, and yeah. <laughs> that sounded a lot better in my head. That sounded like a fifth grader trying to stop a fight on the playground. <laughs> You guys just need to stop, or whatever. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty par for the course with us. That's that's about it. You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Pickett. Okay, so we had a wild past couple of days. Uh, this first thing that I, that we want to talk about, um, I initially wasn't even going to mention because A, I don't really know how stocks work, and B, I thought that it was just going to be a small little you know thing, and then no, it exploded. So the way that I understand it, and the, uh, before the intro we had, I mentioned Hootie, who's going to kind of help explain things a little bit better. So Redditors on the subreddit Wall Street Bets noticed that hedge funds were placing shorts on uh, companies that they expected to fail, which included GameStop, AMC, what I think American Airlines, stuff like that. (laughs) So the way that I understand it, a short is basically where you borrow a stock, sell it at its current price, hope that the stock's price falls, buy it back at the lower price, and then give it back to the broker and pocket the difference. Mm -hmm. So this caused Redditors to buy up a ton of stocks from GameStop, AMC, causing these uh, short sellers to lose 
uh, last I checked, more than $5 billion. Oh, uh, it's more than that now. <laughs> it's more than that? <laughs> yeah, as of yesterday, it's 23.6. My God! Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. And and Hootie, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh. So yeah. So what did I say wrong? And give us some more info. Give us some more insight. No, you're uh right on the short end. Uh, basically, the analogy I kind of gave uh, Lydia in the car when we were getting dinner is think of the producers. It's basically Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane trying to produce Springtime for GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, you had it exactly right. Short sellers borrow the stock and then they sell it as it's declining, buy it back after the decline, and they pocket the difference, which is super risky in a case like this, because you might have to buy the stock back for more than what you initially borrowed it at, uh, which is why everybody's losing money. And the other problem with short selling and why it's not hugely recommended on the market is there's no amount of money that you can lose because stocks can rise indefinitely. Usually when you do long-term uh, stock purchasing, you're only out what you put in. So like if I buy stock for $625 and then that business goes under, I'm only out $625. But if I tried to short um, 10 shares at $625 and then that company stock goes up to $700, then I'm going to lose $750. Math is confusing. If that makes sense. Yeah. It warms my heart. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's funny because with everything that's going on and all the tension there is, uh, you know, with all the political stuff and the economy still trying to bounce back because of COVID and everything, it's nice to actually see the system work the way it's designed to. Because, I mean, this is basically one of the good sides of capitalism that we don't really get to hear about because this was the market basically telling uh, hedge fund people, hey, stop. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, now, the way that I understand it, too, and, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I did... I do believe that attempts to sell GameStop back, uh, GameStop stock back, have been met with offers of twenty dollars cash or thirty-five dollars store credit. (laughs) 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 Not gonna lie, I'm really proud of that. Sounds about right, because yeah, because the analysis site that I looked at, uh, just because I, I just wanted to know what the prices were, because I haven't looked at it yet. So GameStop's stock at the first of the year was forty-three dollars a share. Now it's up to three hundred and eighty dollars. Wow! So basically, given the chance, nerds will take over the world, and they just proved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically. And I don't remember where I saw this. If it was like on Instagram or Reddit or somewhere, but like somebody 
posted and they were like, uh, you know, next time that one of these things happen, can can somebody give me a text, please? Right? Right. Because, yeah, like, if I had known about this, like, last week, I would have signed up for Robin Hood. Sure. Why not? I'm, I don't yeah, know if a- they're taking any more people because they actually announced they're having app problems. Their servers keep crashing. <laughs> you don't well, say. Yeah, yeah well, that's part of the problem is that some of these trade, uh, some of these brokerages like Robinhood, um, Ameritrade, and TD Waterhouse, I think, were putting a freeze on purchases of GameStop shares. Which, of course, now then has gotten the federal government involved because how can you control essentially the buying and selling of these stocks? Yeah. That brings the federal, the FCC in and, or the FTC? Not yeah, everybody but the FDA. Yeah, but then you've got, you know, senators and congresspeople that are like chiming in on this because like these companies have said, well, you can sell the stocks, but you can't buy them right now, which kind of confuses me on how they can just go ahead and say that. But Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, it's caused some crazy stuff, too, because it, uh, I was on uh, Twitter at lunch today and I saw uh, that uh, AOC has actually got a screenshot from uh, Ted Cruz's feed that he actually agreed with her that it should just be. It's like, whoa, now we got Republicans agreeing with Democrats. What's, what's going on here? Uh, finally, the great uniter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. GameStop? Yeah. That sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds about right for, for the world we live in right now. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> moving on, and, and thanks again, Hootie, for helping us explain uh, just what this is all about. Yeah, no problem. Always no. happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, Lydia, you have some info on a possible new Harry Potter show? So, I mean, I don't really have any info because there's not any info really attached to it yet. More so, there just is a more solid rumor that HBO is going to be doing a live-action Harry Potter series. There's no info about what it's going to be about. If it's just going to be the actual Harry Potter books, if it's going to be a prequel series, blah, blah, blah. It's just the rumor, hey, HBO is going to be doing this. And all honesty, I don't want it. Like, at this point, I've got the movies, I've got the books in my head enough um, if you're just going to try to rehash that series with different actors I don't need it if you're going to give me a Marauders series however sure I'm down yeah, the yeah. only way I this is if it's a Marauders series I don't want it if it's anything else and I also want to be part of the casting like I want to be in on it I don't mm-hmm. trust I, after the disaster that was Crimes of Grindelwald I trust no one with Harry Potter like the Harry Potter franchise of films Truth, man, that's. I I don't know. I was gonna try to come up with a pun, but no. <laughs> my Harry Potter Which knowledge. Is punless? Is I know. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird miracle. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Matt, 
you've got some news that's going to lead us into Trailer Takedown. You've got some news on Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, basically just amounts to this is that the um, they oh my, I can't word. Um, basically, long and short is that they're moving the release date again. Um, they moved it way up. Um, it was going to be March 26th. They are moving it back to March 31st. Just a week. Um, the announcement basically just said that they're doing it in response to a number of other films from other distributors uh, all being moved. Which, if I remember correctly, basically last week, King Kong got moved, or Godzilla vs. King Kong got moved up. Um, James Bond got moved back. And then a whole bunch of other stuff got moved around at the, or like roughly the same time. Um, so kind of in response to that, we will still be getting Godzilla vs. King Kong on HBO Max and in theaters, but it'll be March 31st instead of March 26th. Eh, what's another week? You know, at this point, just leave it alone and let it happen. So, so speaking of, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of Godzilla vs. Kong, this is going to lead right into uh, trailer takedown. We have three trailers to talk about this week. Uh, the first one, uh, the, the first matchup we're going to pit um, Godzilla and Raya and the Last Dragon. And then the winner of that matchup is going to face Mighty Ducks. So, um, Matt, let's start with you with uh, Godzilla. So give us kind of a breakdown of the trailer before we do the takedown. <laughs> um... The breakdown of the trailer is basically this, that humans have realized that Godzilla is coming back and Godzilla is mad. Godzilla is going to be destroying things. So they need some sort of weapon to fight Godzilla. They go to Kong Island and rescue, I guess, King Kong, bring him back to fight Godzilla. Um, so this point it kind of looks like they're setting Godzilla up to be the bad guy. We'll see. Um, yeah. So that's the rough, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a giant monster movie. So there's very little plot. It looks like, and a lot of fighting, a lot of CGI. And that goes up against Disney's, uh, Riot and the last dragon. Uh, it's basically it follows, uh, this girl, Raya, who is on a mission to find the last dragon, and there are sassy toddlers involved, and uh, a dragon who is not as great as people thought it was going to be. Um, that's about all that I got out of that trailer. Um, Lydia, let's start with you. I mean, as far as Godzilla and Kong goes, I just sat there watching guns. Okay, so we're rehashing this again. We're rehashing Godzilla and Kong and Rampage and all these huge monster movies just because we have the updated CGI to do it. But yet they still look super, super digitized. So, okay. Uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, I feel like they did kind of a poor job of setting up what the storyline is besides oh hey we have to go find the last dragon oh great she's she's kind of a crappy dragon but oh well but 
It looks cute. I'm always a fan of Disney. So I'm intrigued to see more of that. Um, between the two, I think I would probably have to go three for Godzilla and seven for Raya. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was not thrilled about either one of these trailers. Um, Godzilla, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's a dumb popcorn flick that I don't think that I personally would be like, hey, let's go see this movie. But if somebody asked me, like, hey, you want to go see Godzilla vs. Kong? Like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, whatever song they used in the trailer, I was not digging. Uh-uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. no idea what that was. And also, I was just waiting for Godzilla and King Kong to figure out that both their mom's name was Martha. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Raya, on the other hand, uh, you know, again, like this movie, it's just, it's not for me. I, I wasn't digging the, the sassy toddler uh, or the, also the sassy preteen boy or whatever. Uh, the last dragon, I feel like, is me because uh, the dragon was like, you know how like you had those group projects in school, and there's that one that never, one person that never really did anything, and somehow they managed to get the same grades as everybody else. That was me, and I was like, man, I feel that in my soul. Um, <laughs> but like at the same time, though, it did have like I don't know, it, it had some cool moments. Both both trailers had some cool moments, uh, but. I am going to give four points to Raya and six to Godzilla. Tabitha. Uh, I forgot about Raya and I forgot about watching it. So I just watched it while you guys were talking with the sound off. Um, But you lost me at sassy toddlers and you double lost me at sassy teenage boy. Because all I can think about is Peter Parker. However, (laughs) there there were cute monkeys and... It kind of has the like same animation look as Moana, which makes me happy. Um, however, I am a monster movie girl. I am a King Kong girl. I am a give me Mothra all day girl. I like to watch big creatures destroy humanity because it brings me joy. Um, <laughs> it always will bring me joy. So I am stoked about another Godzilla movie. The Kong movie that came out with Tom Hiddleston, I watched that two times in the theater, not because of Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> but because of monsters. I, I love them. I love them hard. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go eight points to Kong and two points to the dragon movie that I forgot the name of. And you could also argue that Godzilla also features a cute monkey. That's true. And also, a bitchy, and also a bitchy dragon. So, I mean, they were essentially the same movie. <laughs> That's same why movie. age groups. Yes. That's why I teamed them up. <laughs> and finally, Matt, what's what's your uh, take? Um, I, yeah, also forgot about the Raya, so I was watching that the sound off as well. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do like the animation style. Um, it, it does look like Moana, which I have just watched for the first time couple of months ago you know sad as that is um i don't know these disney movies always end up being really good um but again like despite the fact that i mentioned that there's probably zero plot in the godzilla kong movie i don't know like watching these watching these monsters battle it out like I, 
love it or hate it, Pacific Rim is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Watching those giant robots beat up on giant monsters is just awesome. Um, I think I'm going to go seven points for Godzilla Kong and three for Raya. All right. So with a score of 24 to 16, Godzilla versus King Kong meets up against the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Matt, go ahead and tell us about uh, the new Disney Plus series. It is a series, right? Not a movie? It is a series. Um, it debuts, well, the trailer dropped, and they also announced the release date uh, at the exact same time. Um, so we are getting this series as of March 26th. Um, I, I mean, the trailer is basically, I don't know, the first Mighty Ducks movie in a TV series. Like, it's a motley group of kids who want to play hockey but can't because they don't make any of the other teams. Um, so they form their own team. Um, and somehow, some way, they rent the ice rink, and who shows up but none other than Gordon Bombay, who apparently is fixing the Zamboni when they arrive. Um, <laughs> so he's going to coach. They're going to be the Mighty Ducks again, and we're going to get a TV series instead of a movie out of this. So since both of these movies were uh, were yours, Matt, let's start with you. Godzilla versus Ducks, who wins? <laughs> uh, I feel like we're going to go Duck. Um, or some flat Duck. I, I don't know. Um, Mighty Ducks was one of those movies that was such a huge part of my childhood. Like I watched that movie, I don't know how many times as a kid. Um, but again, monsters. So I think I'm. This one's gonna be a little closer, but I'm gonna go six for Godzilla and four for Mighty Ducks. Tabitha. I may have to move in with one of you, but I don't like the Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> Like, at all. I've watched it, like, once or twice as a child. Once was in school, and I think that's why I don't like it. Um, so I'm going to give one point to it, because Lauren Graham gets one point. Lauren Graham will always get one point. Um, <laughs> and then nine points for Big Monsters. And now I just want to watch Big Monsters beat up on the kids from the original Mighty Ducks movie, because that would bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> All very dumb and very annoying. <laughs> Lydia. So can we first appreciate the fact that Mighty Ducks is coming out the day that Godzilla was originally going to be coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla um, and King Kong are scared of Mighty Ducks, so they move. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually seen Mighty Ducks all the way through. It's one of those that I, I saw several times as a kid, but it never caught my attention, so I just kind of would wander into the other room. Um, but this, this series looks like it's going to be cute. I like that they brought back an original character from the movies and all that. So it looks cute. I might watch like one or two episodes, but that's about it. Um, we'll go half and half. Because <laughs> I just don't want to choose. All right, so for me, uh, I also have never seen Mighty Ducks. Although, oddly enough, I saw the Mighty Ducks 
cartoon series. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, you know, like, actual ducks, ducks. or aliens, <laughs> and they played hockey. Like, yeah, for whatever reason, I liked that show, but I never saw the movie. <laughs> or if I did see the movie, I don't remember the movie. But I digress. Um, so, that said, for whatever reason, even though I have no emotional attachment, when we did see... Emilio Estevez's character, I did get a little bit excited. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so all things considered, I'm giving Godzilla three points, and I'm giving Mighty Ducks three points. Wait. What? Did, I just say, did I say three and three? Yep. Uh-huh. I six. meant... You're missing I, a few numbers there. I am missing a few numbers. I'm, uh, I'm missing a lot of things. Um, <laughs> So Godzilla gets seven points, Mighty Ducks gets three points, and that brings us to a total of 27 points for Godzilla, 13 points for Mighty Ducks. Godzilla versus Kong is this week's winner of Trailer Takedown. <laughs> Woo! So now everything's going to catch fire and get smushed to death? I mean... Perfect. We're we're heading that direction anyway, Lydia. Let's just let's call a spade a spade. You're not wrong. <laughs> Is this way we get there faster and we get to watch an epic battle? <laughs> I'm okay with that. So I uh, got a couple of press releases that we got uh, this afternoon, actually. So, uh, Z2 Comics is teaming with pop punk band All Time Low for a new graphic novel called uh, Young Renegades, which is available for pre-order now. Uh, Young Renegades is inspired by All Time Low's 2017 album, uh, Last Young Renegade, and follows Connor and Becca, two former schoolmates who never crossed paths until their 10-year reunion. Uh, they find out about a secret all-time low show and discover that they are large that there are larger forces uh, pu- uh, pushing them together. Um, I like all-time low. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a fan of theirs. Um, I like a few of their songs. Um, I don't dislike them, but something about this description uh, kind of excites me. Like I'm, I'm kind of, kind of pumped for this uh, for this graphic novel. Maybe it's because they're going to a concert and we really all just wish we could go to a concert again. True. Yeah, that's probably probably (laughs) what it is. You're right. Um, Also got another original graphic novel. So the Oni Lion Forge Publishing Group has announced the original graphic novel Cheer Up, uh, Love and Pom Poms will be released in August. This is from the creative team of uh, Crystal Frazier and Val Wise. Uh, Cheer Up follows a group of high school girls taking on relationships and cheerleading. Uh, Annie is a smart antisocial lesbian who takes up cheerleading to uh, boost her college application. Already on the squad is Bibi, who is a trans girl uh, and is also a people pleaser despite pressures at home. Uh, the two are former friends, but through cheerleading, uh, that friendship is rekindled as, all, as well as maybe some new feelings. Um, it, this book sounds cute. Um, it's not something that I think I would like personally like go out and buy, but you know, if it's something that ends up with, you know, our other press releases, I would happily read. Sounds cute, but you lost me at cheerleaders. (laughs) So, uh, let's get into some gut reaction. Gut reaction. 
So starting off Gut Reaction this week, uh, Marvel is going to be celebrating Black History Month with a series of variant covers uh, featuring popular black characters. Uh, included are Miles Morales, Storm, Black Panther, Ironheart, and others. Uh, I'm giving this a definite thumbs up. Uh, I saw some of the variant covers. They look really cool. Uh, I think the of the books that are included, I think the only one that I actively read is X-Men. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go and buy, you know, outside of that. But if I see that X-Men cover, I'm totally going to get it. Tabitha. Uh, variant covers are one of the reasons I don't collect comics, but you sound excited about it. So I'm giving it a thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. Um, variant covers are iffy with me, but when it comes to, um, like inclusion and supporting um, like stuff like this, I, I'm all for it. So in that regard, I'm going to go thumbs up. Lydia. I like the idea of variant covers in certain situations. And this is definitely one of those situations. Plus storm is one of my favorite characters anyway. So I'm going thumbs up plus I want this comic, even if I don't read the series. <laughs> uh, Lydia, you've got some info on tomb Raider two. Unfortunately. <laughs> So, after, like, what is it? it was 2018, so it's been almost four years since the first one came out, there is further talk about a sequel to the Tomb Raider movie. Um, apparently, Misha Green is going to be writing and directing it, and it is going to be taking story elements from various Tomb Raider games, as well as Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which are the two sequels to the the uh, 2013 game that the first one was supposed to be based off of. I want nothing to do with this. The first movie made me rage so hard because you, you're going to say that it's supposed to be based off of this game and then you're going to remove 90% of what made that game great. I don't care who's writing or directing it they can be the best person in the world. You just need to bury this idea back in the tomb that you're trying to raid and leave it alone. Thumbs down. Yeah, I'm also giving this a thumbs down. This just sounds like a big ball of mess. Tabitha. I like the first Tomb Raider movie, but like... You're talking about the Angelina Jolie one? No, I oh. like the new one. Oh, okay. It was like a puzzle in a movie. Like, the new one was better than the Angelina Jolie one. However, we don't need any more. Like, that was enough. So, thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. So, I haven't seen a Tomb Raider movie since the Angelina Jolie. And that's one of those, I guess, guilty pleasure movies. Like, it's awful, but I enjoy it anyways. Um, I don't know. This is... That Tomb Raider game... I haven't finished it, but it's still already one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I, I don't know. The whole video game movie translation is usually just so awful anyways. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just go thumbs down because let's just let sleeping dogs lie. Matt, let's talk about uh, Calm Sleep Stories. So the Calm app is beginning work with HBO Max on a new TV series. Uh, it's going to be part of HBO Max's health and wellness section. It's going to be called A World of Calm. They're half-hour shows that are going to help viewers sleep with both soothing imagery and narration. Um, right now, they have no release date, and it's basically it's going to be 10 different episodes. But the thing is, 
they have got an absolute A-list of narrators lined up for this. Uh, Mahershala Ali, Idris Elba, Oscar Isaac, Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, Lucy Liu, Cillian Murphy, and Keanu Reeves. I don't necessarily watch stuff like that or need the call map. If I'm trying to fall asleep, I actually just put on old Transformers cartoons. But um, like this sounds like an awesome idea, especially with those A-list actors uh, doing the narration. So I'm going to go thumbs up on the idea. Lydia. So I used to actually put on like the Harry Potter audiobooks to fall asleep. So I love the idea of having something specifically made for that purpose. So I'm definitely going thumbs up. Uh, I'm going thumbs down just on principle alone. I actually, uh, it's the start of the new year. I was trying to like take up meditation and I downloaded the call map and it was like, hey, you get like one free session and then you have to give us a lot of money. And I'm like, no, I'm good. So I really don't even want this either. So yeah, have <laughs> Uh, I watched Magic School Bus episodes to fall asleep. However, I also would like Idris Elba to read me a bedtime story, so I'm giving it a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so, Robert Kirkman spoke to Entertainment Weekly and confirmed that a live-action Invincible movie is still coming, but it is still in the very early stages. Uh, Kirkman also said that the two projects, uh, meaning the movie and then also the upcoming uh, animated series are separate takes on the story and quote can exist and complement each other uh, thumbs up give me the animated series now give me the live action movie now give it, uh, fill my brain with it please now Tab. yeah I agree give it all to me thumbs up Matt I'm up for different adaptations of this I know that there are a very large number of uh, graphic novels that eclipse this series. So there should be plenty of uh, what's the word? Um, material to work from for both these different uh, properties. So thumbs up. Lydia. I like the idea of the two things having separate like places in the yeah I'm, I'm not wording right today either. Thumbs up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Lydia, let's talk about WB Games. So WB uh, Entertainment is going to be um, focusing more on live service games this year, uh, which means basically instead of having a self-contained storyline, um, a lot of their games are going to have updates and things like that, which continue the storyline, change the storyline, so there's more replay value to it, basically. Um, so they're working on uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, they're working on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, they're working on Hogwarts uh, Legacy. Um, one thing they did say was that the uh, live service thing will not affect uh, the upcoming Gotham Knights um, game, it is still going to remain a self-contained story and not having evolve have an evolving narrative like some of the other ones that they're planning to come out with. Um, I haven't really ever played any of the games that have those kind of updates and have the changing storyline in them. I can see where a lot of people would 
prefer that because I think a lot of people get bored with um, certain games because they feel like there's no replay value to them. So I feel like for them with the ones that the, the games that they're choosing, this is probably a smart move for them. Um, it doesn't really affect me. So I'm just going to go thumb sideways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go thumb sideways. Uh, I'm with you, Lydia. It, it doesn't affect me, but at the same time, like as long as, you know, an evolving storyline doesn't turn into a continuous circle of give us more money, then mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Tabitha. Yeah, I agree with you. When she was talking about this, I was like, is this their like ploy to bring in like a more cash flow or not? But again, this doesn't affect me because I don't participate in this platform. Um, but thumb sideways. Matt. Yeah, if you are going to charge me the price for the full game, give me a full game and then give me the additional content to keep things fresh and keep things interesting, I'm all for it. If you're going to give me a full game and then charge me $20 every time I want to continue the story or to replay the game or to add on things, that's a big no for me. Uh, So I'm going thumb sideways, I guess, until we see what direction they're kind of going with that. Uh, Matt, let's talk about X-Men. Starting two days ago, the 26th, uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast, um, from January 26th through February 2nd, fans are able to vote through the web to choose the final member of the new X-Men team. Um, Marvel.com slash X-Men vote gives you a list of 10 candidates that you can pick from. The results and the full X-Men team, which this time we're going to be led by Cyclops and Jean Grey, are going to be revealed during the Hellfire Gala in Marvel Comics coming this June. Um, the 10 possibilities are Armor, Banshee, Boom Boom, Cannonball, Forge, Marrow, Polaris, Strong Guy, Sunspot, or Tempo. So those are your choices. I believe the website has like a rundown on the character, their real name, their powers, a little bit of a bio, um, so you can kind of pick from there. Um, I don't know. I love this idea. I think that this is definitely one of those things where you should get fans involved. Um, Considering the teams change so frequently in comics, whether it's the Avengers or X-Men or X-Factor or Justice League or, you know, whichever superhero team it is, I think it's fun to give the fans a chance to have an influence on who is going to be part of that team. I'm going thumbs up on this idea. Lydia. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Matt. Like, getting your fans involved in something like this and giving them the sense that they have a say in what happens in a series that they most likely follow religiously is a great thing. And I love that idea. So definite thumbs up. Yeah. Agreed. Thumbs up. This is a fun idea. I haven't voted yet, but I'm going to Tabitha. Um, Keep in mind when you vote that boom, boom, her actual name is Tabitha Smith, which is my maiden name. (laughs) Uh, I would like my royalties for that and also uh, she is known for partying and mutant time bombs which she can like throw and they explode which again I would like my royalties Um, (laughs) but whatever Uh, I love this it's like interactive comic book design and like I would love to be able to do this for like some actual books like that would, that would be super cool, but, like, I love this idea. Again, boom, boom. Tabitha Smith, I want my royalties. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
A&E is teaming with writer uh, Michael Hurst for a big-budget TV series based on The Great Gatsby. Uh, the series will explore many aspects of the 1920s, including the uh, music subculture and black community. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs sideways. Uh, I don't know. Great Gatsby has never really done it for me, and I'm not really excited about this one, but it is what it is. Tabitha. Um, Great Gatsby has indeed done it for me. Um, <laughs> Gatsby? Gatsby? What Gatsby? Um, Gatsby is my most quoted book of all time. Um, however, it hit, um, yep, public domain this oh, year. Yeah. And I feel like folks be going crazy. Like, there's a book out called Nick that's just about Nick Carraway. There's a book about Jordan that's been released recently that has, like, a fantasy element to it. And I feel like people are just like, oh, my God, Great Gatsby's in the public domain. I can do what I want. How about we not, I don't know, and just leave it alone. Let the Leonardo DiCaprio and the, like, uh, uh-huh, that guy whose name I can't remember. Baz Nope. Oh. Um, Sam Watterson movies stand, and we'll just leave it at that. So I'm giving this a thumb sideways. While I want more Gatsby content, I don't know that this is the Gatsby content that I want. Okay. Uh, I'm essentially going to agree that, um, you know, Gatsby is a classic. Um, yes, it hit public domain, but that doesn't mean that you should just go out and do offshoots and spinoffs and whatever else that you could possibly come up with. Um, as much as the idea of exploring some of the other aspects of society at that time seem interesting, that's not really... Gatsby. That's not really Gatsby. So I'm going to, yeah, thumb sideways. Lydia. I have nothing else to add. Thumb sideways. You know what I just kind of thought of too? Like, you know, with it being in the public domain and you, you have all these offshoots and whatever, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still basically like fan fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's published fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Sanctioned. <laughs> not canon. <laughs> Uh, Lydia, what's going on with Xbox Live? So, Xbox, or uh, Microsoft basically announced that they were going to make a price hike to the Xbox Live Gold prices. Uh, they were going to raise the yearly subscription to $120 and immediately got hit with backlash from all the Xbox people. So, they very quickly retracted that statement and said, we messed up today and you're right to let us know. So they decided that they're going to leave the prices the way they are for returning customers, basically. Um, so, and it's still going to be like $9.99 a month, twenty-five or $24.99 for three months, so on and so forth. Um, also, they are making it a little bit looser as far as um, free-to-play uh, free online stuff. They are no longer requiring that you have an Xbox Live subscription to play free-to-play titles such as Fortnite and things like that because PlayStation and Nintendo Switch have already been allowing that to happen, so they're a bit behind the curve on that. So I feel like they put out this statement of, hey, we're going to raise the prices, and suddenly realized, oh, hey, we're slitting our own throat. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good for them for realizing, hey, we screwed up. But, you know, may maybe catch up to the other platforms. 
Xbox, you know. So th- thumbs up for being self-aware. <laughs> uh definite thumbs up to uh the xbox live people community whatever um who are like hey uh this is bs and actually got microsoft to backtrack uh i guess thumbs down to microsoft for being like hey i'm we're gonna raise the price tabitha um yeah matt was trying to explain this to me while i was mostly asleep one day um (laughs) but uh Microsoft like screwed its own pooch and then was like, oh shit, like we've made it, we've made an error. Good job on them for like backtracking, even though they did it in like a, oh, uh, it was our, uh, uh, just kidding, uh, sorry kind of way. Like they went about it the wrong way, but I'm happy that, you know, the nerds have risen and taken over and basically like bullied their way, <laughs> right? They've bullied their way backwards which you know whatever so well, thumbs thumbs up. Up. how are you gonna raise your yearly price by like how are you gonna double it on people like yeah. that's how you lose like fans and i'm losing words again but yeah <laughs> i mean the people who are like steady addicted to video games would have ponied up at the end of the day they've been like well yeah whatever i guess but there are i mean i'm sure there are some people who wouldn't have but the margin that like Xbox people are intense, and they, they are would, ridiculous. Throw it a fit, and then they'd been like, "Oh well, my fit didn't work, so here's my hundred and twenty dollars." Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt. Um, yeah. The only part of this that gets a thumbs up for me is the fact that they reversed their decision and went back to the sixty dollars. Um, thumbs down for trying to raise the price to one hundred and twenty dollars. Thumbs down for going, oh shit, we screwed up and backtracking, backpedaling on their own because the internet called them out on their bullshit. Um, Like the internet took them to task. And like one of the tweets I saw said that more proof that Microsoft is out of touch with their fan base. I'm like, wow, so true. Yeah. Um, Also, I have to give thumbs down to this whole free to play thing just because they're throwing this in there as if it was something that they had been working on for a long time. And they're like, well, as an apology, we're going to give you this. PlayStation does it. Switch does it. You guys are behind the curve. This does not make up for your faux pas. It just doesn't. Um, this, this was just a bad move on their part all around. So, like I said, the only part of this that gets any kind of thumbs up is that it's still $60. Everything else gets a thumbs down. So the last story for gut reaction. Uh, so after backlash for the inclusion of gay and lesbian characters, the official Twitter page for The Walking Dead had some words. And I'm just going to read this entire tweet. This was from the 25th. So it says, quote, hi, hello. Uh, if LGBTQ plus characters on television or anywhere uh, make you uncomfortable or angry, please unfollow us. While we also encourage you to look within and be more accepting, know that there is no place in our fandom uh, for hateful discrimination or willful willful ignorance. Thank you. Uh, thumbs a million times up. Um, that's, you know, like, that's something that you see, like, you know, like, especially the last few years, a lot of, you know, companies and, you know, whatever have become, you know, more accepting of LGBTQ, you know, but like, it's kind of just like, 
hey, it's cool, it's awesome, whatever. But to see something like this where it's like, hey, um, if you don't like it, F off, essentially, uh, you don't see that very often. And that is phenomenal for The Walking Dead. Uh, still not going to catch up to the show, though. But hey, thumbs up on the tweet. <laughs> Tabitha. This is going to be the only Walking Dead story I've ever given a thumbs up to. Uh, but <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. Um, I mean, zombies are slow. You still might be able to catch up. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I got my ah, the bell! <laughs> I had to make sure it worked. Thanks. You're welcome. I didn't even make the dog mad this time when I ran <laughs> Um... Just a hundred thousand times thumbs up for Walking Dead for like taking this stance. Lydia. Yeah, absolutely. Good for them for being like, if you don't like it, there's the door. Thumbs up. Uh, so we haven't had a good food story in a while, and we have two food stories to end the night tonight. Uh, Tabitha, this was your uh, your contribution to tonight's episode, and something that I kind of really, really, really want. So this was literally the only news that mattered to me this week. Um, <laughs> Panera has made a bread bowl glove so you can hold your iced coffee. Um, and when I say a bread bowl glove, I literally mean a glove that is shaped like a Panera bread bowl. It looks like you can eat it, but you can't. It's just full of stuffing, so don't try. Um, however, you can't buy them. It is, which is to, to my dismay. Um, you have to sign up at icedandtoasty.com between now and you have until the 29th, so tomorrow night at midnight. Uh, 450 people will be selected at random to receive this hand warmer. Um, all you have to do is put in your address, your first and last name, and your email. I have put in my address, my first and last name, and all of my emails because I really want one of these. I have also used uh, two of my friends' addresses and my old address. Um, and, and <laughs> I'm just, I'm signing up left and right because I really want one of these things. Uh, everybody on the internet keeps going, why? And like, why not? Like, I want to hold my coffee and carbs. How is that complicated for people to figure this out? Um, this goes along with, like, their new unlimited coffee subscription, which, TBH, don't drink Panera's coffee. It will make you die. Um, but I want the Red Bull to hold coffee that's not from Panera. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. You posted this, and I just glanced at the picture, and I thought it was an actual, like, Red Bull. And I was like, but why, though? Now that I know it's, like, a stuffed glove thing, I want one. Yeah, same. So, like, it's, like, once you fill out the thing, I got, like, an, I got an email that was, like, please sign up for a three-month unloaded coffee subscription trial. And I'm, like, no, I just want your bread bowl mug. Please stop harassing me about your shitty coffee. So I need this. If I'm not one of the 450 people, I'm going to be upset. And I'm going to get on Etsy, and I'm going to hope that some creative – individual who is not me has figured out a way to recreate these so I can have one because I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I will use it one time and then forget I have it, but I want it. So <laughs> sorry. I've been silent because I've been busy entering myself. Um, 
I used a different email while we were talking in the beginning about the stock market because I wasn't paying attention because I don't care. Um, so while you guys were having that conversation, I was using uh, my friend's name and address. So I think I'm at five signups now. Now, now, I actually do have that my Panera Coffee subscription. Um, I got a free like two or three month trial or whatever and there's also like a Panera like a couple of blocks from my work and I get their iced coffee frequently it is not terrible I will take that over I will take a black Panera coffee over a black Starbucks coffee any day of the week every time I've ever gotten Panera's coffee it tastes like they took the beans and sat them in a charcoal fire and then pissed on them and then made coffee like it's like acidic charcoal it's I've had, there's also a Panera near my work, like literally in the work parking lot of my office building. And I tried for a long time, like it's right here. It is conveniently located. God wants you to have this Panera coffee, but it is atrocious. Like I would almost rather drink the Folgers that is in my break room at work. Almost. <laughs> but I remedied that by, by buying a Keurig for my desk because I couldn't take it anymore. But I don't like Panera's coffee. I have tried Mitch, but it's it's just not meant to be. Yeah. All right, it's all right. I don't, you know, I don't like you any less. That's okay. <laughs> if you did, I wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you've got our last story of the night, and I think it's some details on what you're going to make for Valentine's dinner. Oh, probably. Better be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to win a box first. Um, I'm actually going to thank my aunt for posting this story because that's where I even saw this. Um, so thanks to my aunt Dan for showing us this. Um, if you go to candycraftmacandcheese.com, uh, starting at 8 a.m. on February 8th, you can enter to win one of a thousand boxes of pink mac and cheese. Um, it doesn't exactly say when the contest closes, but it will close and they will be delivered in time for Valentine's Day dinner. So it's mac and cheese that is bright pink, like neon pink. Pro tip, if you want to make this at home, buy yourself a box of food color. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just regular though apparently it's like candy flavored too mm. um nope. the Kraft Heinz spokesperson uh said that the color comes from a combination of beetroot and carrot concentrates mm -hmm. which okay i get that's like a more natural like way to get some interesting color i mean have you seen uh what's what's that soup uh the beet soup Borscht? Borscht, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's purple, so, you know. <clears throat> um, she also said, the spokesperson also said that the packet that contains the flavoring uh, contains extra fructose, natural flavors, and vanilla extract in order to get that candy flavor. No. So, I feel like the people that used to make those, like, purple and pink and green colored ketchups for Heinz just decided 
you know, we haven't had anything crazy for a while. Oh, I had the perfect idea. Let's pull out our old color stuff and make some weird-ass mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I... It's funny you mentioned the uh, the uh, the ketchup because I was about to mention it as, as well. I was one of those weird kids that it, I say kid. I think I was in high school even when when those colored ketchups came out, um, and I liked those because yeah yeah they they weren't bad. They were ketchup, um, and and I was on board with the pink mac and cheese. Uh, you know, in in general, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I I you know. I ain't gonna enter it like I'm gonna enter into win a uh, bread bowl glove, but you know, like pink mac and cheese. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, candy flavored mac and cheese. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta and sweet just should not ever go together. Mm-mm. Ever. Well, don't tell that to Buddy the Elf. Ew. I don't know what that means because I've never seen that movie because I hate Will Ferrell. <laughs> Didn't he? Okay, have you seen that movie, Matt? No. No? And you said no. you didn't either, Lydia? I, I know, I have, and I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. So what, I, I can't hey, remember, uh, he was, he ate what, like spaghetti with maple syrup or something like that? Jelly beans jelly and beans. chocolate syrup and, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it was disgusting. Good times. Good times. But yeah, so that's basically what I imagine this mac and cheese tastes like. Ugh. Yeah. No, I don't want it. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna end this episode with that bad taste in your mouth. Um, I feel like we end most episodes with a bad taste in somebody's mouth. Gotta be a better way to say that, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure there is a better way to say it, but it's not gonna happen tonight. that's gonna be all the time we have for this episode of the geek awakens uh we'll be back next week but in the meantime follow us on social media uh we'll be posting news throughout the week give us a follow and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on uh any questions comments or concerns then shoot us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com uh yeah i totally blanked there remember (laughs) remember how i said hey we're gonna record that we're gonna record this someday Today is not that day. Today is not that day. (laughs) From everyone at the Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye.